NFL, the uh, divisional playoff weekend was filled with drama. We expected drama. We got probably even more than maybe we bargained for out to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joined the sports center by Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports. And Frank, let's start with what we last witnessed. What was your initial reaction after the latest Chiefs and Bills drama? I just feel bad for the Bills, feel bad for their fans. Uh, you know, I mean, they just can't get over the hump. And it's, you know, I, the margins are just so slim in the NFL, right, that you know, one play, one one outcome can just change a legacy, right? And that this Bills team, you know, I mean, who lost on the 13 seconds game, lost on this game when they had a field goal wide right, a very close game, you know, and this team might never make a Super Bowl. It's it's not like their window's closed. They still have Josh Allen and a pretty good roster, but all these opportunities that you, you miss on just kind of pile up and all of a sudden you look up one day and, you, you know, I mean, you, you, your window's closed. So I just, it just overall, I just feel bad for the Bills. I just... This is a very, very good team the past few years that just, again, might never make a Super Bowl, and that just kind of stinks for those fans that have been waiting and waiting and waiting for this opportunity. And they finally got the Chiefs at home. Uh, They lost again, and they've now lost, and they've been eliminated in the playoffs two straight years at home. So how should the Bills organization, how should they approach this offseason? And that's the thing. When it (laughs) – when you talk about windows and all that kind of stuff, I mean, the Bills are a good example that they don't have a lot of cap room. I, it's not like they could just go out there and, and spend and spend and, and fix all their issues. They're just going to pretty much have to run it back and hope that just next year's different, that Stefan Diggs plays better. And, you know, and Von Miller, you know, finds him fountain youth and yeah, whatever it shall be that would turn it for them. I mean, they had some unfortunate injuries. I'll get those guys back. There's not much they can do. They they need to nail the draft. I, they need to probably find you know a couple more playmakers, a receiver maybe. Uh, we've been talking about that for a while, but it's hard. It's 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 going to be difficult for them because they're paying a quarterback so much money. That that's just kind of the oh where you know a quarterback gets paid a lot and then it becomes really really tough to win a Super Bowl unless you're the Chiefs. So. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what they do. I don't know how they get out of this rut. It's going to be very, very difficult for them based on just kind of their flexibility, their draft position, all that kind of stuff. It doesn't lend itself very well to, to having huge improvements at the roster. Speaking of the Chiefs, they're off to the AFC Championship game for a sixth consecutive season. Uh, this year, after an uneven regular season, uh, should the fact that they're going to the sixth consecutive conference championship game, should that actually be the NFL headline this morning? It should. It probably could be. I mean, we we like to talk about, I guess, the teams that come up short because, I mean, we're, we're going to have a plenty of time to talk about the Chiefs this week. But I, what they've done is absolutely impressive. I, I, it's, I mean, for Mahomes to go six for six in conference championship game appearances is is ridiculous. I, I mean, it's hard in the NFL. It is hard to maintain anything in the salary cap era. And we've seen, even this year, like you kind of mentioned, they you know, they weren't great all season. They they were good, but but far from great. They had their ups. They had their downs. It's even Travis Kelsey's play it's slipping a little bit at his age. The receivers were poor. They didn't, you know, I mean, it just was a slog for them for a lot of the year. Heck, they lost to the Raiders at home. But here they are. They find a way. They're just – Really, really well coached, have a great quarterback, and sometimes that's just enough. I, I remember, you know, I mean, 
a few weeks ago I wrote, I, I think it was after the Raiders lost, actually, like let's not just count out this Chiefs team because when we get to the playoffs, you're going to say who's the best coach, who's the best quarterback, and the answer to both of those might be Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, and here they are. It, sometimes the NFL is just that easy where if you're that good at those two positions, you're you're going to go a long way every year, and here the Chiefs are. It's it's just it's a really impressive dynasty they're putting together. I still have one minor minor quibble with Andy Reid. Can we get him to maybe reduce the trick plays and give it to Isaiah Pacheco <laughs> and not McCall Hardiman? Yeah, he does like to get a little uh, a little too far down in the playbook, doesn't he? I mean, that that does happen. And yes, McCall Hardiman is just not somebody you want to be trusting near the goal line. Let's put it that way. So yes, they they do get a too little too tricky for their own good at times, but. Whatever it's 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 been a successful formula for them, so I'm not really uh, you know going to tell Andy Reid what to do because he's figured it out pretty well on his own. That would be true, but that was driving me nuts at the time for sure. <laughs> All right, Frank Schraub from Yahoo Sports, currently in the Sports Zone. The 49ers on Saturday night rallied. Brock Purdy, who is a Valley Phoenix area high school product, did not have a good game, uh, but delivered on the final drive. Uh, you know, basically uh, moving forward, though, uh, should the Niners be concerned about Purdy at all in the offensive line, which other than Trent Williams got whipped at the line of scrimmage in that game on Saturday night? Yeah, and I, you know, I, I'll give Purdy this. Like, when when did it when it mattered most? He came up big. He made some huge plays. Uh, the run to set up Christian McCaffrey's touchdown that was a big one. Some of the passes he made. No, he wasn't great for you know, 55 minutes or whatever it was. But sometimes you just need to be great for one drive, and he was. <laughs> That's saying something about him. I mean, he could have he folded in that spot. Uh, he's, you know, not a guy with the pedigree of a Mahomes or, or Josh Allen or something like Lamar Jackson. And he came up big when he had to, and I, I tip my cap to that, that, that he was able to just shrug everything off that had happened up to that point and put together the one drive they needed. So, yeah, the offensive line stuff is concerning. They're going to have to deal with Aiden Hutchinson and a Lions team that's really fired up. But I think this – I don't – the 49ers seem more beatable to me than they did a week ago. But I still don't know if the Lions are a team to go in there and win. I just – the 49ers team, when they're clicking, is really, really good. And maybe they just got their bad game out of the way, knocked the rust off a little bit. That could be a thing when you have a bye. I mean, we saw it in baseball playoffs. I mean, I know it's not apples to apples, but – when you take time off, and the 49ers basically had two weeks off because they rested everybody in Week 18, sometimes that catches up to you a little bit with a Packers team that was hot and was playing basically playoff games every week for a month. So I just kind of I want to just say 49ers are fine. That was just their one bad game in the rain. They got it out of the way. They're going to be good going forward. But, you know, Brock Purdy, every game for him is going to be a referendum on, him, uh, on his career until he reaches, you know, the point where he's won – a Super Bowl or maybe multiple time, he has a bad game. He's going to have those critics who say, he's not that good. See, I told you, he's just he's just part of the system. And uh, until <laughs> it's not fair to him, but that's kind of the way it's going to be. And the only way he can quiet that is to keep winning and win a championship. And then what, what would anybody say after that? Yeah, I think the natural assumption is that the young Packers are going to automatically improve, but what's the organization need to do this offseason to make sure that happens? I think they need to – well, I think they need to change defensive coordinators, but 
I just don't think Joe Barry's very good for them, and they should have changed him last year, but they'll probably stick with the status quo because they finished well and beat the Cowboys and almost beat the 49ers. They need to get better on defense. I think the offense is just fine. I think that maybe add another running back because Aaron Jones isn't going to be played at this level forever. But what they've put together in the passing game between Love and all these good young receivers, that is a foundation they have that, that they can – they're in a good spot that they can worry about other things. They can worry about their defense. They don't have to worry about, oh, who's Jordan Love passing the ball to? No, you're set for that for the next few years. You can really use the draft and free agency to fill in the other gaps. The Lions uh, and the Buccaneers, I know that they were tied at 10 and tied at 17, but I never really thought that the Lions during that game weren't the better team. Was I looking at that game correctly? I thought the Lions were in some trouble. The Buccaneers are a feisty team, and, and they played well. And you look at the game. How much different is that game if you know there was that one sequence in the first quarter where a ball goes off Mike Evans' hands and gets intercepted, and then at the end of the Lions' drive after that, uh, Jamel Dean and their cornerback in the end zone has the ball hit him in the hands. I mean, yeah. two drop passes. Mike Evans catches one, and Jamel Dean catches one, and we might. You might have been talking to me about the. Buccaneers a few minutes ago because they'd be heading to the NFC Championship game. Uh, it, it just, I think that the Lions, but you know, I, that was a, a good quality win for the Lions. And I think the one thing that really impressed me about it was they have a lot of pressure on them. And that, not just, you know, it's not just house money for them because they're the Lions and they've never been this far. No, I think that they understand the, the importance of this situation that. They've never been this far, and the home crowd's going crazy, and they're dying to see them make a conference championship game, make a Super Bowl. So there's a lot of pressure on them, and they're tied in the fourth quarter, and they just handle their business. Jameer Gibbs breaks a big play. Monrose Brown has a couple huge plays, and, and they go on to win that game. I think it said a lot about the Lions, where they're at as a franchise, that they weren't phased by playing a good, uh, tough-out Buccaneers team. They're in a game. They, they could have been trailing at that point, but they just kept their cool, won the game, moving on to San Francisco. Uh, they're playing really well. They're confident, I'll tell you that. They they believe in their quarterback. They believe in what they're doing. They believe in their coach. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty impressive Lions team, and I thought that just – you know, I mean, some people probably do say, yo, it's just the Buccaneers, 9-8, and eight, won the NFC South, whatever. I have a lot of respect for that Buccaneers team. They have some good players, and for the Lions to maintain, get it done in the fourth quarter, I thought was a really, really good step for them. You mentioned the quarterback. Jared Goff has been tremendous at home as a Lion, but how has Goff played at this level against the Rams and against the Bucks the last two weeks? I think he's just been. I, I think he's been very, very good. Uh, you know, not without any mistakes. I mean, again, he, he threw an end zone interception. He threw it right to Jamel Dean, who just drops it. But overall, uh, he's just he he's. Uh, He's that kind of quarterback who, look, there's a, there's a few guys on the planet who are just going to lift everybody on their shoulders and take an entire organization to the next level. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, probably Josh Allen, guys like that. You know, there's the five, six guys. Then there's that tier of guys who, hey, if the situation's right, you can win a lot of games with them. Jerko's been to a Super Bowl before. He's, he's played at this level before. And I think that, that he's gaining confidence. He's playing really well. He can't – he's had games where he's turned it over, and he can't do that. Like, I, if you want to beat the San Francisco 49ers, I think he needs to play a clean game. He really does. But I also think he's capable of that. I, they have a lot of playmakers on that offense. And, uh, you know, if you just have a, a, a clean game from Goff, 
I think you're going to be in that game until the end. So, but I, I think he's played very, very good ball. I think Detroit has really embraced him and what he is, and and really a a guy who was discarded and and left for dead basically by the Rams. It's pretty impressive. The Jared Goff story, like the Lions story itself, is just one of the more one of the cooler stories of this uh, postseason. Absolutely, no question. Talking with Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports. The Ravens, apparently after an inspirational halftime talk from uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, continued and really dominated in the second half against uh, probably the not-ready-for-postseason Texans at this point. But at halftime, was there some thought that, uh, that the playoff Lamar may not get over that playoff hump that we were just talking about previously with the Bills? He'd be gone. Okay. Not, not Lamar. He's not gone. They're still playing. But uh, we'll try to hook up with Frank again. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, as I mentioned in the pipeline today, Lamar Jackson tied at halftime. I didn't mention that uh, he apparently lit into his team, and he mentioned in the postgame press conference with not some some uh, less than uh, you know language that he he was re- he refused to talk about at least immediately and publicly in the uh, in the postgame presser. Uh, but he lit into his team, and they certainly responded in the second half of that game and uh, took care of the business against the Texans in the second half. So, you know, I certainly thought at halftime, you know, the, you know it looked like that uh, there's no question that the, uh, the the Ravens, to some extent, were con- really surprised. And why wouldn't you be? Uh, D'Amico Ryan's 50, uh, 69% blitz, which was the highest percentage of blitz uh, that he'd ever used, in his defensive coordinator days in San Francisco, and he's still calling the defensive signals as the head coach in the Texans, and uh, that was a big surprise or big change philosophy-wise, and it worked for a half, but then uh, certainly in the second half, the the Ravens definitely figured that out. And um, apparently we're not going to be able to catch up with Frank, at least we haven't been maybe not sure what's going on that. Okay, so I'm just going to wrap up the segment here, Kayla. Uh, get into a couple other quick things. I want to definitely the one thing I was going to ask him, other than just the where there's where they're concerned at halftime that uh, was the Ravens were tied at the half, considering the Lamar postseason history with the Ravens. The other thing is defensive coordinator Mike McDonald. Uh, he was at Michigan uh, with uh, the other Harbaugh uh, for a while, and then he's down to the second year defensive coordinator with the Ravens. And their defense has been the best in the NFL this season. Uh, he's done a lot of different things than uh, you know Wink Martindale did before. Less blitz. They still blitz some, but they don't have to blitz as much. I think that's part of the deal because their front seven has been so good, especially their front four getting to the quarterback. So now I think that McDan- McDonald should get in, uh, be getting more credit here. I know he's getting some head coaching interviews. I wouldn't be surprised. If I were an NFL coach – uh, excuse me, an owner looking for a head coach. I'm not so sure that McDonald would not be number one of my candidates of the assistant coaches. Obviously, we've got some established head coaches out there who have won championships that are, you know, currently uh, unemployed for whatever reason. Uh, so that that would be one thing. But if I were looking for an assistant coach right now to immediately jump up and become a head coach, I think McDonald would be the first guy that I would definitely be. Uh, We'd be interested in, so we'll see what's going on with that. Also, uh, you know, one thing that's looking ahead, and we'll talk about this, I'm sure, throughout the week, 
Uh, Debo Samuel went down in that game in the first half, maybe the first quarter. I don't have the exact time in front of me here when he went down with the uh, with the, he left, left with a head injury at first, and then he came back in and unfortunately a shoulder injury. It's not as severe as the shoulder injury that sidelined him for some time during the regular season, uh, but he's uh, fifty to uh, reportedly fifty to fifty fifty to play in the, the conference championship game this week. All right. Uh, we appreciate Frank Schraub's time. Sorry about the, you know, the, the phone connection there and he dropped off, but we got through most of it. We got all the way to the Ravens. So it's going to ask Frank one other quick thing, but uh, whether he has any early thoughts about the, the upcoming championship weekend with the lions against the chiefs and uh, lions against the, uh, maybe I'm you know, a little Freudian slip there. Maybe lions against the 49ers and the chiefs against the Ravens. But you could read him at Yahoo Sports and find out his picks during the week. Yeah, there you go. A little pump there for Frank. 